Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the UT Podcast by Developing Lafayette. My name is Ben Powers. I'm your host. And what we like to do with this podcast is we like to invite different business owners, different community influencers in Lafayette Parish that really highlight Lafayette Parish and what we're all about. Um, I have Liz Bear on today, and we're going to be talking about several different things regarding her role as city councilwoman and some of the things that she's a part of and involved in, and also just to provide information to you guys, just in case there's anything that you want to report. So we'll touch base on that in a, in a second. But first, uh, Liz, um, I don't think you need an introduction, but uh, I, will, I, I will obviously allow you to provide listeners with an introduction so you have the floor for the moment sure hey everyone good morning happy friday uh it's a beautiful day out there and i hope you all have some really fun plans for the weekend uh, i'm liz Bear. i'm councilwoman for city council district three uh, i was past councilwoman for city parish council district eight uh, i'm from lafayette born and raised and i love developing lafayette so thank you for having me on well thank you for uh coming on as well i know we were supposed to have you uh, a few weeks back, but you know we got a we got a little mix up. <laughs> Sorry, but, no, but I'm it's here. Totally I'm fine. here, and I was early, so yeah. And so, and I was running a, a couple minutes late getting it started, but thankfully, uh, I'm not running as late as I normally am because normally I'm like I say, oh yeah, 11:30, or uh, normally it's like 10:40, and it's like almost 11 before I get started. <laughs> um, so today, um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the new form of the way the council is set up mm-hmm. the new uh, form of government yeah and uh, and feel free to you know address uh-huh. listeners directly or mm-hmm. you can you and i can just uh talk amongst ourselves and people can listen in but so you are city councilwoman mm-hmm. and you were formerly city parish councilwoman um in in the in the, in the most simplest form how are those different Sure. So before in the four years, for the last four years, I have been in charge of my district, which consisted of city and parish. So I was in charge of both uh, city issues and parish issues. Now, since the split, I'm now in charge of and only responsible for city issues. So it, uh, we have now split the city and the parish. So now we have five city council members and five parish council members. So we have totally different responsibilities. We still do have some, because we are still consolidated now, still are, but uh, we now are having a more, uh, more of a focus on the issues that affect our constituents. So it's a little bit more streamlined, a little bit more focused. You're really going to see it as a constituent. We are already seeing it as at the council level of uh, focusing on our responsibilities and what our areas are supposed to be taken care of. But you, the constituent, will start to see this more around budget time when we're talking about how the city tax dollars are being spent and the parish tax dollars are being spent. So you'll start to notice that a little bit more down the road. Okay. So so obviously I live outside of your district. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I say obviously. It's not obvious. Uh, I live outside (laughs) the district. (laughs) Um, I live in unincorporated portion of the parish. Mm -hmm. So... Honestly, I don't, I don't even know who my council person is. After this, that's the first thing we're going to do is figure out who your representative is. And I, and I voted for somebody. And I know I voted for somebody that I did. I voted 
in you a way. You did your research. You I, looked up. Look, you... let me let me be transparent. So <laughs> I did enough research on the person I did not want to go for. <laughs> Sometimes that's more important, right? So and I said, you know what? I'm going to go for the other guy, and the other guy won. Good. I forget who the other yeah. guy is. I think it starts with a B. That's okay. That's and people so don't need to know who you how you voted, right? We just you just need to vote. Do your research. You're a perfect example of no one needs to know how you voted. You just need to do your your research and go vote with yes, what definitely. how you feel is right for you. You know that's important too because um, you know not voting is terrible, and mm-hmm. we saw in this last election that. You know, if you really want to get out there and make a difference, mm-hmm. there you have to, you just have to vote. Right. And and I hate when people say, "Oh, but my vote doesn't count." It does. It counts. It absolutely now, counts. Now, if you think about it in a singular format, yeah, sure, one vote may not be that big of a difference, but one vote and the other person thinking about that one vote, all those votes together, mm-hmm. obviously, make a grander vote. Well, look, I've I've worked on a campaign where the person lost by two votes. Oh, wow. So, I mean, that, that absolutely happens. So every vote truly does count. And I can say as someone who's run two, uh, two campaigns is we, people in my position, we work so hard to speak to our constituents and the people in the public because we want you to hear our message and why we're even doing this. And uh, we want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. We want feedback. We want your vote. And so... Uh, your vote means the world to the people in my position. We, we, you know, whether you vote for me or you voted for my opponent, that's that's what democracy is all about, right? Is for you to have your voice. And and uh, I wish more people took advantage of it, especially younger people. You know, unfortunately, the demographics show that young people are just not going out to vote. And um, I wish that was something we can change. You know, um, but it's it's something that definitely should be changed. You know, I remember turning 18 mm-hmm. and voting for the first time. And that was when, oh, oh God, when, was it 18 when I, I turned, mm-hmm. I, I voted? Look, yeah. the first presidential uh-huh. campaign I voted for was in 2008, I believe. Okay. I turned 18. God, I'm trying to like re- rethink. <laughs> I think it was uh, 2004. Because I, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my first presidential campaign, that was like my thinking of like, oh, I get to vote is for presidential. I wasn't that aware of localized government, which is in certain cases more important. Absolutely. I'm biased, but yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think local issues Mm -hmm. affect us more directly than presidential. Not presidential, they, they affect us. Absolutely. But. but your local government is your roads, your drainage, your schools, your your day-to-day life. You yeah. know, uh, federal and states certainly have their place and they are certainly as important as local government. But local government, your person lives here. You see them at church. You see them on, at a restaurant. You see them at, you know, your kid's ball game. So you can touch and, and talk to your council member or your mayor, president, more than easily than you can your your president of the United States, your state rep, your congressman, your so uh, so to me that that is more important. And we are able at the local level 
to affect change on a faster rate than mm-hmm. anything at the federal level. So right. it's all the bureaucracy and you have to go through all the channels. Absolutely. You can come to a local council meeting, which are on the first and third Tuesday of the month. <laughs> City council meetings are at five, uh, right after the parish council meetings, which start at five. So I encourage people, they're live on newstream.com. We post them, uh, they're on YouTube. They're they're everywhere, so I just encourage people to get more involved. Absolutely. I've seen more and more videos of the council meetings in the past few years yeah. than I ever have. Right. Uh, I think partly because of the access of mm-hmm. streaming that we have now. And I was, I've been able to watch certain people, individuals, get up there and talk about the issues. And right. I'm like, golly, these people are passionate. And it was yes. interesting to see how passionate some of these people yep. were about the issues. Now, whether that issue was... An issue that was going to pass or not. Right. It was still, it was interesting to see people get up there and voice. Absolutely. At a local level. Absolutely. To take time out of their night with their families or take off of work if they work at night or to to stop whatever they're doing, to come to City Hall, to be able to sign in. A lot of people are terrified to speak in public. They don't want to do that. And so for the, I respect people so much who come up and speak at the council and they have my 100% attention because I know what it takes for someone to do all of that to come talk about what something that for five minutes of something that means that much to them. So they have my full attention and I encourage everyone to do so. And I mean, and maybe some people like myself, I, I would be afraid to go there initially because you know that whatever issue you're going up there for, mm-hmm. you're, there's a reason why you're going up there right. for it. And there's almost this feeling of uh, judgment from sure. one side or the other. Sure. So like, I, without, I guess, uh, getting into the details, mm-hmm. what are some of the most prominent issues mm-hmm. that you remember mm-hmm. over the past year at some of these council meetings? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, b- before coming into this, we're still so new. We've only had, I think, four four meetings, I think. is uh, I think before thinking about my past council experience, it was mostly the hot topics were whether or not to uh, split the councils, as we've talked about. A lot of people said, why do it? Other people were saying that you need to do this. So we had a lot of people come out and have those conversations. So I would say, to my to my knowledge, thinking back on the spot, I would say that's probably the most recent and the biggest topic, because it was such a big deal, because it is yeah. a new form of government, and, and change is hard, and people were uncomfortable with the idea of change. But we are already seeing so much good come out of this moving forward. Uh, for me personally, sitting on the council, I can see it, and I look forward to the, what the next three years bring. What about? And I know you can't speak for the mayor president, sure. But how is he approaching the the new form of government? Because mm-hmm. I know in the beginning, and especially during his campaign, he expressed many times that he was not in favor mm-hmm. of the 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 not the deconsolidation but the splitting, the, the of, the splitting of the council uh-huh. so how is he making out mm-hmm. with the two separate right. councils i think josh is uh, josh mayor president uh guillory is doing a great job he's certainly coming in and looking at this as uh he's an open book he's not he doesn't come from politics he doesn't come from lcg so he's definitely taken an approach of uh, i'm looking at everything and i'm going to use some unique ways to try do some different things and i think the council especially with the new people we have on the council i think we've all even the returning ones have taken this approach of uh you know the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and Mm -hmm. over again expecting different results i think we are all taking a step back and going 
let's look at this in a completely different way than we've ever looked at it before and try something different. For example, at the last council meeting, I had Conrad Como, our tax assessor, come and give us just a, a, a very brief, I say very brief, a 45-minute discussion on starting from what are millages? <clears throat> what is a millage? Because, you, know, right. uh, you know, a lot of people don't know. Public out there maybe doesn't know what a millage is or understand what a millage is. And so starting... It's a tax, from, right? Yes. And so... Uh, so from there, and you, we went all the way to what do we pay? What do we currently pay in millages? And, uh, and so a lot of the council members came to me afterwards and said, thank you so much for that. I knew about it, but maybe didn't understand this, or I was real, I'm interested to dive further into this conversation. So uh, just us all taking a step back and trying to have a fresh perspective. And going back to your original question is I think the mayor's doing the same thing and trying some different things, which are, is proving to uh, to be a lot of really good things, actually. We don't, of course, just like I don't agree with my husband 100% of the time. I love you, Aaron. But, <laughs> you know, uh, but no one agrees with anyone 100% of the time. And I don't agree with the mayor on everything he does, but he's at least willing to have a conversation about it. He and I have a monthly meeting uh, set up. Um, in fact, we met this morning about what's coming up next, what kind of issues are we facing with, et cetera. So, um, so at least he has an open door policy and he's willing to listen. And that's all I can ask for. So, I mean, it, and you know, whenever this, the vote happened, of course I was, I don't know how obvious it was, but I was pretty adamant about my position and mm -hmm. on who, what candidate that I was in favor of. Right. But I didn't try to push that, especially on the following. Right. Um, but I was a little apprehensive mm -hmm. on what was going to happen, like the different paths that Lafayette was going to go down. Sure. But over the past at least two months, mm -hmm. there have been things that have happened mm -hmm. that have made the news that has given me this kind of sense of like, okay, this could potentially be good because he's he's like calling out some things mm -hmm. and like, and I don't want to. I'm trying to like right. really Absolutely. dodge around what I'm getting at here. Mm -hmm. But I was a little shocked, and I think the entire community was like, wow. Mm -hmm. So he's calling out something in our own government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'll just leave it at that Yeah, point. no, I think whether you, you know, I guess we can leave it at that, is I think whether, whether it's local government, state, federal, whatever it is, if your candidate didn't win, that's okay. We all have to move on. We can't talk about how we're going to move to another country or move to another <clears throat> town because we're all devastated. But you have to back your leader that is leading you. Because if, if Josh fails, if our president, our president or state reps fail, we all fail. Mm -hmm. We all lose. If you, know, you didn't vote for me, I hope that you, you work with me and, and that we can work together to move Lafayette forward, to move you know, the state Louisiana forward, to move U.S. forward. We all have to work together. So, um, Kind of moving on, moving on, so what are some of the, the, the issues mm -hmm. that you're kind of... Mm -hmm. I guess spearheading or trying to champion like what are some of the things that right. you're tackling well you know I'm, I'm a big believer in projects i'm a big project oriented person and so last my last term i did adopt a stop i did the safe exchange location at the police department i worked with republic to get all of the recyclables all plastics recycled uh, rather than just one and two so this year what i'm doing is i'm working with the public works department kind of going back to what we were talking about, about uh, taking a step back and looking at things and trying different avenues for rather than what's always been done, is I'm working with Public Works to look at all of our road projects and to see 
because for me it's you know we we are we are continuing to build roads we can't afford to maintain and there's nothing more frustrating than a constituent calling me saying why can't i get my road overlaid uh, when we're building <laughs> another road so what i what i plan to recommend to the council is that we do not develop any new roads in our ro new ro road uh, projects but to focus on overlaying the ones we have now maintaining and updating and uh, taking care of the ones we have now so I've asked Public Works to uh, look at everything that we have, nothing, not projects that have already been started like Holly Saloon and other projects or ones that are breaking ground this year, but the ones that we have planned in the future. Let's pump the brakes on those, put those to the side and use the money that we were going to use for those projects and maintain the roads we have now, whether it's overlay or a complete road strip and re repair or uh, whatever is needing to be done. And then once we have that under control, we can go back and look at those road projects. Because a lot of those road projects have been on the books for 20 plus years. <laughs> and maybe it was needed 20 years ago, but now Lafayette, as you know, has grown in a direction that we never even thought or our parents never even thought. <clears throat> so I want, I've asked Public Works to review that list again and say, okay, this, this project is no longer a priority. It's not based on, and we're going to use factors not based on what Councilwoman Liz Abair needs to get reelected or what the mayor needs to get reelected or wants and, or it's on his street or whatever the case is. It's based on safety. It's based on uh, what will improve traffic as a whole. Because, you know, whether none of those road projects are in my district, but if it improves traffic everywhere else, it's a win-win for everyone, right? So, uh, so that is a big project I'm working on right now. It is a, uh, it's a huge undertaking, and it's something that we're going to be bringing to the council in the next couple of months. So I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of roads, so <laughs> it's, it's, that's, I'm glad you brought up roads because mm -hmm. lately, I, 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 don't, I think I mentioned this just a second ago, I live in the unincorporated portion of the mm -hmm. parish uh, in Karen Crow area. Mm -hmm. The roads are bad. Mm hmm like to the point to where the little meme that says in our country we don't drive on uh the road we drive on what's left or whatever the yeah, case yeah, may yeah, be yeah. i uh -huh. forget how it was worded yeah i literally think about that meme every time i'm driving down the roads that get to my home right i'm like i'm literally driving on what's left of the road mm -hmm. like it's not a not a figure of speech i'm dodging like if, if a cop were behind me and the road was... He would was, think you were a truck, he'd pull you yeah, over. Yeah, he would probably pull me over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to avoid having to get an alignment. Right. And I've hit a couple of holes in my area that I thought, I was like, I probably, I just, I think I popped a tire. I right. watched my, I watched for my little light to pop mm -hmm. up. But um, thankfully, uh, Mills for One was repaved. Mm-hmm. Or at least a, a good portion of mm -hmm. it up until uh, even north of Gloria Switch, all that was paved. Beautiful. I don't know whose responsibility or who, who made that happen, but kudos to that person. Probably your city councilman, which uh, if it's Caracro, it was probably Jay Castile. So thank you, yeah. Jay Castile. Well, that, I know uh, Castile, I don't. I think the Castiles are they're pretty prominent family. So there's like a Castile house near oh. my area. I think it might be Carol Castile. It's like, it's got a ranch. It's like okay. a, a horse track on this property. So that portion of that road was also repaved, which I'm yeah. thankful for. So, well, so people, so how LCG determines what roads are going to be overlaid yeah. is as much as I would love to say, I'm going to get every road by my house overlaid because that's what I want. It's not, that is the reality of that is not possible. That would never happen. How LCG actually determines what roads get overlaid is that they have 
every every year they drive every single road in the parish every single one and is there they, a truck with like like sensors on it or something there are not sensors on it but they have they have somebody that's okay. taking note of every single road and they have all these different uh, categories of to grade the road and so when then we, whenever they're done they base it on the highest need to the lowest need <clears throat> based on all these said categories and then that's how they determine the X amount of dollars that are allocated to them for road overlay projects, they then f to do as many roads as they're able to do within that road overlay project time. Um, and that's how they determine. Every so often there'll be a case of, well, because I'll look through my list and I'll see, okay, well, you're doing these two roads. You know, I'll use um, one that's actually happening right now um, near West Bayou area. We yeah. have three roads right there that are being overlaid right now. And there were originally only going to be two rows. And I said, well, this one is a lot further down the line, but it's still on this list. And could you justify adding that there since you already have the construction vehicles? They're all connected. And you just add that one on there, too. That way we can take it off the list because it was on the list. And it's things like that that we're able to. But, of course, I have to go try and find the funding from another project or whatever it may be. But are they may have leftover funds from a past project that they can make it work. Um, or depending on how long the road is, they may just say, that's not a big deal. We can add that one to it. Yeah. So, uh, so that's how our roads are actually determined which ones uh, get overlaid. And so public outcry mm -hmm. would not be able to persuade Well, that? so what I often tell my constituents that email me complaining that my road's much worse, is the worst road in Lafayette. Uh, like yours, road, like you, yeah, let's take yeah. you for an example. It's always you, the worst road It's always the worst road, right? And so what I typically do is I send them the road overlay list that the council, I'm sorry, that LCG Public Works has determined is the worst roads based on their findings. Then I say, you go look at that road. And if you can show me that your road is worse than this road, I will move you up on the list myself. Okay. And I have yet to have anyone email me back saying my road is worse than that road. Well, there is a road, and I know this is out of your uh -huh. area, um, but I know last year came up a hot topic, and I think mm -hmm. I just saw an article, mm -hmm. probably one of the radio stations published right. it, um, Jolie Road or something uh -huh. like that. Uh -huh. So I hear that one's really bad to the mm -hmm. point to where an ambulance was known to have gone down that road and, have, and had to drive super slow. An ambulance having to go slow is not good. So I haven't heard that. So are we sure that's true? So it's it was in the comments. <laughs> Allegedly. It was in Allegedly. the comments. Allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. Allegedly. And all truthfulness. And so, you know, keep in mind we're using city dollars yeah. or parish tax dollars, right? So city tax dollars, we have city road overlay projects and mm. parish overlay projects. So just depending on the amount of monies that are allocated to road projects, depends on how many can be done depending on the tax dollars that are allocated and available. So so there is one road project mm -hmm. that I was a little upset with uh -oh. that didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> and it doesn't, it doesn't affect me that much. Okay. But so, and this was a, this was a big topic at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. the, the extension of Louisiana Avenue mm -hmm. north from, I think it's Butcher Switch. Mm -hmm. Like right now... Butcher Switch is blocked off where the partial extension was mm -hmm. on Louisiana Avenue, and it just stops. And I think it was planned to connect to Gloria Switch. Right. What was the ultimate 
Mm-hmm. decision factor sure. to end that or just to cut funding from that. Sure. So last year, Mayor President Joel Robito brought to the council during budget that he was going to remove funding from that project that you just mentioned, Louisiana Avenue project, and then two projects that were actually in my district, uh, South City Parkway yep. and the Robley Extension project. He said, I want to move funding from those three projects and put that to drainage. Okay. Uh, so those are projects he deemed that could be put on hold. These were new road projects that, you remember going back to what I was talking about is why build new roads when we can't maintain roads or drain or we need drainage improvements, right? Yeah. That's what the public's saying they want. So uh, that's something that the council had to vote on and approve, of course. That was his suggestion. And that's where, that's actually where I, I my, my thought process of my next project came from because I had to make a decision to remove two road projects from my district. That's a big deal, right? And so ultimately, what it came, that's my line of thinking was we, you know, we get frustrated driving on bad roads, right? But nobody wants their home flooded. And, no, <laughs> no. and I certainly don't want anyone's home flooded either. So, and, and people are, are crying because they're getting they're, the fear of heavy rain that they will flood. No one's crying sitting in traffic terrified because... They're running late, right? Right. So, uh, so I had to kind of just make that decision, and you know, and truth be told, one of the projects I wasn't a fan of anyway, and my constituents were outspoken that they did not want that project anyway. So one of them was easy to let go. I'm South- guessing. I'm gonna guess mm-hmm. South City Parkway. No, you're okay. wrong. It's uh, it is Robley Extension Project ah, was okay. one that they did not want. Uh, South City people are saying the feedback I'm getting from people is we need another river crossing. Mm-hmm. That air, Lafayette is growing in that area. It would alleviate traffic off Ambassador and Johnson. Um, moving those funds didn't necessarily mean the projects are dead in the water and never going to happen. Just postponed. It's just postponed so we can use that money for okay. immediate projects like drainage. And then, like I said, my goal is for us to come back to uh, the, all of these road projects, these proposed new road projects, and say, where is the need? Which will What will help traffic either be safer or move faster? And then we only want to focus on those projects. Speaking of traffic, yesterday, I don't know if you heard all the news about traffic yesterday on I-49 North. I was in it. Yes. I was in it. It was a pain in the butt. It was, so, but at least you weren't in the accident, right? At least I was not in the accident because okay. I heard wheels came off of an 18-wheeler. Wheels 18 came off of it, like, yes. That's not a... That's but luckily thing. there Nobody's were no hurt. injuries. Yes. There were no fatalities. So that was best case scenario if an accident had to happen. So. And it wasn't just like a tire. It was the yeah. whole truck, like whatever the, the axi- yeah. axle system, yeah. whatever that's called. The whole thing just came yeah. off. Yeah. And I was like, God, dog, like mm-hmm. I'm, somebody, I thought somebody had to get killed. No, that was huge. I, I, you know, I was actually sat on I-49 for almost an hour. And I have to say, I have to give kudos to Lafayette Police Department. They were on the scene. It was so organized. They got us all. I was actually on the, on the, the rant, on the bridge part of it. And they had everyone backing up to get off of it because we couldn't go around it. And let me tell you, it was smooth, smooth, smooth. So kudos to the Lafayette Police Department for handling that so well. Well, I was at the gym right here at uh, Club for Fitness. That's mm-hmm. where I was at. And I looked at the map, mm-hmm. and Lafayette was lit up with yes. yellow and red. Mm-hmm. Like, almost every road. I was like, I told my wife, I said, you got to be careful. Yep. Like, we got to get home to North Karen Crow area. Right. Like, all of our channels to get home were blocked. Yeah. University was red. Yeah. I forty nine red. Louisiana Avenue was becoming red. Right. And I was like, 
there's that's the only ways to get home. <laughs> like right. I don't know. So I went and picked up my kid at his daycare, which mm-hmm. was not far away from here, and I just took the throughway up until mm-hmm. uh, Pinhook, and I took uh, Pinhook, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I took uh, Surrey to Louisiana Avenue. Yep. I said, I'm going to take my chances with Louisiana Avenue. So I, I took that. And it wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I'm going to take Pony Mouton. And I took Pony Mouton. And I said, I'm going to cross over uh, Moss Street. And I'm going to take the service road mm-hmm. to get to Gloria Switch. Well, I didn't realize that the 18-wheeler was, like, yeah. turned over in the ditch. And they blocked off part of the mm-hmm. service road. So I got detoured off of to Butcher Switch. Then that's when the mess happened. Trying to shove a bunch of cars on from Butcher Switch onto Moss Street, taking mm-hmm. a left, mm-hmm. and then up, right across the Moss Street, there was yep. the other portion of Butcher Switch. They're all trying to take a right, mm-hmm. and then Moss Street people were flying because they're they're all pissed off that traffic was bad, so they're flying. It was. I, I thought I was about to get an accident there. I said, "This is the day that the accidents are happening." Right. Get but, off the road. Go but, find a nice local restaurant, go sit right, and right. enjoy a meal. Well, that would have been great to do. However, I was just focused on getting home like everybody right. else. Like right. my, I had a one-track mind at that right. moment. Um, but so the road projects, mm-hmm. no matter any of the case, in a situation like that, there's really not much you can do, right? No. Yeah. So you can have the smoothest roads everywhere. I mean, that's just going to no, be No, accidents yeah. happen. You know, whether it's uh, something that was beyond anyone's control or somebody was drinking and driving, texting and driving that we see, running red lights like we see, it's uh, those things are going to happen. And luckily, our police department is so great and yeah. responding as quickly as they can and uh, and taking care and trying to make it as smooth as possible. Well, uh, we are at 30 minutes, so I want to move away from roads because we could talk about roads for probably another hour. Yes. yes. So um, about 311. Yeah, so let's talk about the 311 mm-hmm. uh, information that you have. So I have some graphics yeah. here. Let me uh, pull those up. So um, the first one, and I'll let you kind of mm-hmm. illustrate it. This one is for an abandoned vehicle. So mm-hmm. if you want to kind of just give your spill about the 311 right. and let everybody know what this is. So 311, we just launched that uh, late last year, is uh, through LCG, uh, Lafayette Consolidated Government. Before, you didn't know what number to call if you saw a pothole or if you, your mis- trash was missed pickup or you uh, abandoned vehicle, tall grass, you name it. Uh, you wanted to get a speed bump in your neighborhood. Whatever it is, whatever government, local government question you had, you can, before you did not know who to call and you're normally thinking about it while you're driving to or from work or to somewhere, and you can't stop and look up a number, right? Um, right. Uh, now we've LCG has launched three one one, and all you have to do is call three one one, and you'll speak to a dispatcher over at LCG who will take your concern and then log it for you. They can even give you a service request number to where you can track it and see if it's been repaired or if the grass has been cut or whatever ended up happening in that particular report. So uh, we this is for. This is for use for anything but emergencies. So even um, this so is not a replacement for nine one one. This is not a replacement for nine one one. So if you have an emergency, always call nine one one. But this is replacement for say um, you see a panhandler on the side of the road, or you see uh, tall grass you want to report, or a pothole that you want to report, or uh, anything that you can think of. Three one one is the number to call, so you don't have to think about what department. 
I made what you're showing everybody on the screen is because I get tagged on a lot of things on Facebook. Uh, I'd like to, rather than retyping the same thing, I've just made these little, um, little diagrams or little informational pictures for you. That way I have them on my face. If, if you guys want access to them, I put them on my council Facebook page under photos. It's a whole album full of them. What I've done is I've actually saved them to my camera roll on my phone under favorites. That way it's easy to access. Um, but of course, the easiest thing to remember is 311. Yeah. So it's available uh, during 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. If you call after hours or on the weekend, you can always leave a voicemail and they'll take care of it. The goal with LCG is eventually to move that to 24-7. But right now we're rolling out in small increments and, uh, and seeing how the public interacts with it. Yeah, um, I'm cycling through them here. Yeah. So some of them I'm looking at. So you got an abandoned vehicle, mm -hmm. uh, stray animal, as you mentioned, yeah. illegal drug activity, mm -hmm. which thankfully I never see illegal drug activity. Good. I, I don't, I guess I'm just not Good. in the area of it happening. Right. And then it happens everywhere. Let me sure. just specify Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, just looking through it, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's interesting to see some of the different... Uh, things so you got hazardous dumping mm -hmm. now in the country i saw that oh, hazardous yeah. dumping was a thing now i went to a certain area right off of uh university avenue mm -hmm. in uh just south of i-10 there was a there's like a neighborhood that had just started but never got completed yep it's a dump yeah like i drove down there because uh there's a local developer uh Tarika, i think her name mm -hmm. is Sarika Smith, she's about to yes. do something with that she area. She some great things, absolutely. Yeah. And I drove down that area to get photos, and I was not prepared right. to find what I was seeing. And so I was like, like this is like there's couches, yep. there was a recliner, there's tons of tires. Right. I well, said, there's a number you can call. See right there, yeah. the bulk. Uh, so, or even if you're getting rid of a couch in your home and you don't know who to call. Call 311 and schedule a pickup. Absolutely. And, uh, I see a lot of people putting furniture and different things right outside their home. Right. Right on, right by their trash can. Yep. But who picks that up? So Republic does pick that up. <laughs> they pick it up uh, on your regular trash day, or they're supposed to pick it up on your regular trash day. So they, um, but for whatever reason, they miss it. A lot of the times, it's uh, some of the instances I've found that they miss it is because. Maybe it's a child's bike that you're meaning to throw away because your kid got too big for it. Well, they don't know that. They think that maybe the kid just left yeah. it there overnight like kids do, so they didn't pick it up. So um, so sometimes that does happen. It's not necessarily missed pickup because they just didn't want to. It's because they didn't realize that's what the intention was. Um, so, uh, But again, if they miss it, call 311 and they'll pick it up. Yeah, and like there's there's a reporter pothole. I think yep. everybody was go is going to love the report a pothole one. That one absolutely. I think that one should be lit up. That one's that, probably going to be lit up. Right. I mean, with all the potholes that we have in Lafayette, that I'm told, we, there should not be an excuse. You should be reporting that pothole, because in my experience, I've found that they are typically going in and filling that pothole um, within 24 hours. So. Yeah. And I've seen the puddles get filled, but you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the feelings that happen are right. usually temporary to some extent. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as a big truck ha comes along and runs over it, it breaks up, you know, sure. and especially during rain, yeah. some of that feeling just kind mm -hmm. of gets pushed away. Right. Um, it's which, meant to be a temporary fix. That way, like you said, you're not ruining your car going through that pothole. So absolutely. And you know, the whole thing is, 
we need you to report. I try and drive my district as often as I can. You know, whenever I'm in the car with my husband, bless his heart, I'm looking <laughs> at things to report and I'm sending emails and calling the council office, reporting potholes, reporting tall grass. So I'm really not even having a conversation with him. I'm trying to report things. So, but I can't be everywhere. So we, we need the public's health. We want to fix things as local government. So you just need to tell us about it so we can do something to fix it. No, I think that's great. I wish mm-hmm. um, this would have been a thing years ago. Right. Like 311. I mean, you yeah. can't, it's it's as easy as 411, 911. Right. Like, so I'm going to try to remember right. to keep my eye out because, you know, there's times, especially potholes, mm-hmm. potholes, the big deal for me because mm-hmm. I do a lot of driving. I have to. I have to go to these different construction sites and Mm -hmm. take photos. So um, I might utilize it. Um, Absolutely utilize it. I don't see a whole lot of drug activity or hazardous dumping. And that's okay. Yeah, which is good if I don't see it. But other people see it. Yes. Other people see it. Um, We do have trash Mm -hmm. on the streets. You know, we're a busy city. Um, But yeah, man, this is is good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, And we have a comment. Tad, um, good stuff here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, please, Tad, share this. uh, Again, it's on my council Facebook page. I hope that people follow me anyway, whether you live in my district or not. Uh, Liz Webb Abair, City Councilwoman, District 3. I'm sure that you're going to tag it whenever you show this so that way people can like it. I send out a newsletter every month. Uh, I include Developing Lafayette on it now, which is a new thing. It's a new thing. We're trying it out. but no, please follow my council page. Uh, send me an email or a, a Facebook private message if you want to sign up for the newsletter. I want to keep people involved, keep them engaged uh, as much as I can. So, um, all good stuff. Is there anything that you would like to mention that we have not covered? I think the next big thing we we're talking about was well, we were talking about uh, lack of getting out the vote. Is April fourth? We have. Uh, the presidential primary election coming up and it's April 4th is election day. I can look up the early voting for you as well is if you are a Republican or a Democrat, you have an opportunity to go vote for your presidential nominee and then your Republican executive committee or your Democrat executive committee candidates who represent you at the local level. So you should have, uh, so I encourage you all save the date, get out and vote. You can only vote in this if you're a Republican or a Democrat registered, uh, the, and I encourage you to get out there and vote. These every vote counts, um, you know, especially at this local level with the executive committees. It's a big deal because they represent you locally yeah. in your party. And so I just encourage people to get out there and vote. Uh, a really great app is GoVote.com. Indeed, have it on my phone. Go, <laughs> get it on your phone. It's a great app. It's, it shows you what's on the ballot. That way you can even make a mark and screenshot it. That way you can take it with you in the voting booth. So um, mark your calendars, April 4th. Cool. Well, yeah, if you're a registered voter, as far as Democrat or Republican, you can definitely uh, mm-hmm. go vote. I am registered no party. And that's okay. Uh, I just, you know, I just the and way it is. And that's okay. Yeah. Uh, some people may consider that liberal or some people, you know, whatever the views case may yeah. be. I like to have the ability to feel like I mm-hmm. can cross both paths and, sure. but I do I do tend to favor one side and mm-hmm. I won't mention that side but, <laughs> yeah, I mean come on it's okay uh, yeah um, 
So April 4th, primary. I mean, so that is a big day just nationally and locally. Absolutely. Period. It's a huge day. And I'm going to look up the early voting dates as well in case people are out of town. Yeah, let's get those dates. Um, it looks like early voting will be March 21st through March 28th, except for Sunday, March 22nd. So okay. the 21st through the 28th, you have a chance to early vote for your presidential nominee. So if you're out of town, please, please, please. And this is just the nominee. This is not, of course, voting for yeah. the president. Yeah, that vote's not until later this year, I think yeah. in November. Yep. So uh, no, this is just for the nominee. And then for, of course, the Republican and Democratic executive committees who serve you on the local level. So before we go, um, what do you what do you make of the current uh, presidential running and how things are happening? <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You know, we saw a lot of uh, Democratic um, candidates dropping out the race the last couple of days. Yeah, the so past was, couple of days, I feel like they have fallen off. They've like, fallen off. I'm like, what is happening? Someone told them to do it. So uh, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see who they end up bringing to their party uh, to represent against Trump. I think. Trump is obviously going to. Oh yeah. Uh, the, you know, I haven't really paid attention to anyone else that's in their race. They don't seem to be making a lot of noise. So um, yeah, I don't think he seems I, to be the one favored to go in. Yeah, I think he. Nobody's come up to challenge him. So, yeah. you know, I don't think they're going to. Like you yeah. said, um, now the Democratic Party obviously came out guns blazing, mm-hmm. um, and the, you know, there were actually a couple of candidates that I was like, you know, I really. I really appreciate their view, mm-hmm. uh, and one of them was a woman. I'm like, I and I think uh, you're shocked you agree with a woman's opinion. No, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> but but it's just it just it goes to show that you know times are different. Yeah, uh, I'm a young I'm a young person. Yeah. We're both young people here, sure. and so I don't look. My mom was. I, I would vote for my mom for president. I I don't see that's sweet. Yes, that's so obviously sweet. my mom. Uh, I don't see the difference between a man and a, mm-hmm. and a woman as far as leadership. Mm-hmm. I know many women who are leaders that are better leaders, far more focused leaders than mm-hmm. men of equal right. abilities, and that is the the gender is not an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the viewpoints, obviously. Right. And one of the per- one of the people that I actually sided with, and I, I don't know if I would have actually made the vote mm-hmm. for them, but I would have strongly considered it was Klobuchar. I liked sure. her her ability to articulate what mm-hmm. she was going for, sure. and and a an ability to cross both aisles. I was like, right. I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Now, Bernie, he's just a character. Uh, He's something. Yes, and He's there's a something. lot of people. That was a, there's a lot of people, especially locally, who are all about who are all about Bernie. And Bernie's still in, you know. Um, He's in. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's it's going to be interesting because everybody that's dropped out has is backing Biden. Mm-hmm. I'm like Biden. That's just me. I like. Uh, we'll we'll see what ends up happening. You know. But I, this is not a political podcast. This Let's is not just, a political <laughs> podcast. No, you know. I just hope that to your point about you know women in offices, I'm thrilled to see that more women are stepping up. Oh yeah. Whenever I won four years ago, I, myself and Councilwoman Annette Cook were the first women in 20 years to serve on the council. That is great. And the first ones to even run. And so um, I'm shocked by that. Is we should you know the representation that we have at every level should be. The representation of what the community stands for right and so we don't have just men we have women we have you know black white asian everything so i think that uh, you know more people should be stepping up and wanting to take the opportunity to run and i think that and i would hope that the public 
would take the opportunity to consider people not just based on their gender or their race or whatever is, is, is the person they are and what they bring to the table. So I, I hope that we can eventually get to the, the point in, in the United States that where we are voting like that, whether it's locally, federally, or, or what, because we, we all have something hope. to offer. Yes, we can all hope that at some point. I would vote point, for your mom. You would vote for my mom? I would vote for your mom. <laughs> I'm going to let her know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we are at about 45 minutes. Um Liz, this was great. I, I hope I was able to uh, cover as many things that we wanted to talk about. I know we covered 311 mm-hmm. and we talked about roads, which is always great to talk about. And that's going to be, obviously, using you mentioned public works. That's going to be one of your, your uh, I guess, paths down yeah. your... Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. That's going to be my big focus is, is roads, bridges, drainage, and... Um, you know, focusing and just re- <clears throat> I think the 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 theme of this this term is going to be just reinventing the wheel, finding out what can we do differently because something's got to change and something's uh, now that I have four years under my belt and I have a better understanding because it is government is difficult. Yeah. You know, the budget is difficult, the process is difficult. So uh, taking what I've learned the last four years and and coming back and trying new things and taking different approaches and uh, seeing to what works. So, so when are you going to run for governor? For governor? No. <laughs> my, my husband will divorce me. No. So, uh, no, I, I love my local level. I love my community. I, I do this because I want Lafayette to be a place that I want to live. You know, we, we love to travel and I want to want to come back here. And that's still the feeling I have is we can go to some of the most amazing places in the world, but nothing is like Lafayette, Louisiana. And yes, we have our faults. And yes, we have things we can improve on. But there is, in my travels, I've never found a perfect community and a perfect form of government. And so uh, I just want to make Lafayette a place that, you know, your kids want to live here, your grandkids want to live here. And so I find that we're slowly but surely getting there. And so, and I just want to play a part in that. So Awesome. Yep. Well, Liz, it was great having you. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, I, re- I really appreciate you coming out and talking with me. And I'm pretty sure next year I'll have you back. Have me back. I'm always happy to come. And thank you for all you do keeping Lafayette um, up to date on what's developing in Lafayette. So thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. All right, guys. And before I let you go, and if you're still watching, hopefully somebody's still watching <laughs> uh, after 45 minutes, um, please uh, feel free to check us out on iTunes the Apple podcast. We just got listed on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on, uh, what is it? Google play, all those other fancy things. Um, there's, I think there's another one that I'm missing, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, those two ones that I mentioned Mm -hmm. first are the most dominant. So, uh, if you don't like watching a video for 45 minutes, um, the audio version is also available for you to listen to as well. So with that, we are going to see you on the next one. Have a good one, guys. Bye, guys. For information on sponsoring the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette, go to our website at developinglafayette.com and click Advertise.